I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, A.C. Brown. I am your psychic channel, voice of truth, spiritual guide, and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I hope you all are doing well and are enjoying the summer and getting prepared for the fall and the winter. (laughs) This episode is another episode about money, financial trauma, and how we can look at things differently. And I'm doing this for several reasons. Talking to friends and people who I love, we all have some financial trauma. And with this uncertain world in economy, and you have the capitalist versus the anti-capitalist, it's, it's, it's a lot going on. And I wanted to approach this from, of course, a spiritual way and talk about healing the wound and how each aura type can reduce their financial anxiety in uncertain times and what that means for everyone. And if you don't know, I've talked about this on Instagram. I've talked about it on my newsletter. If you're not signed up, sign up. And last year I decided to do a certification with the School of Betty. I'm a certified transformational money healer. And I did that for many, many reasons. But Through my therapy, through my own spiritual journey, my financial anxiety and financial trauma was really, really strong. And I had been going up and down, back and forth for years, just getting myself in the same position, just being afraid of things. And I I wanted to talk about that, but I wanted to talk about it from a lens of how each aura type can approach their financial trauma journey and heal from that. So when I have sessions with clients regarding their financial trauma, I do money healing sessions and I also have a six-week guided group experience called Healing the Wound, Freedom from Financial Trauma. And the goal of my sessions as well as The group experience is really to help people have less financial anxiety. And I do that through the lens of human design, astrology, and metaphysics. And I created this because, like I said, my money story, one day I will tell it and I'll give you some parts of it today is wild. Um, I always say I have two money consciousnesses, if that's a word, one of abundance and one of broke, two vastly different sides that were turned on and off throughout my life. And 
one of the major ones that happened was when I was in college. And I don't mind sharing this because I talk about this in the program is I went literally from one day having access to an American Express Platinum card, spending money, a lot of money every week on books, clothes, shoes, things like that, to my father having a midlife crisis and losing everything and literally being in a financial position where me and my mom had to start working two jobs each to pay for college. And long story short, I had to leave school. And then that changed everything. I also, you know, have another financial kind of trauma when my parents first separated, all of those things. But I say that to say that those things that happened in my life were the catalyst to how I think about money and finances to this day. And it's the same for you. And when I do talk to people, the first thing I ask in my sessions are when or what was your first money memory? And I'm asking you this now, when or what was your first money memory? Because however you deal with money or where you're struggling at, whatever wound that is there, that is the culprit, (laughs) point blank period. That is the culprit of why you handle money the same way, why you handle your finances. And this is both in your career and in your business. And for those of us over 35 who experienced some part of the recession, whether you were leaving college or just entering college, or you probably had the effects of your parents dealing with the recession during high school or college, there's a bigger fear. It's so funny because in college, I knew somebody who worked at a mortgage company at all of the beginning of this. And, you know, the that was what happened in the last recession. And he was making like three, four, five thousand dollars a week in commissions. And we were just always like, damn, you always got money. Like what's going on? And he worked at, I think it was Lending Tree. And of course, you know how that happened if you don't Google it, but everything changed. And so coming off the back of a pandemic where everything has changed, we're now entering a different kind of financial energy and people are scared. Everyone is scared. And I like to use this episode to just kind of help reduce that anxiety a little bit because how I've learned to reduce my anxiety with things I can't control. And it hasn't been easy, but it needs to be acknowledged and talked about. So I really want you to write that down. What or when was your first money memory? And if you can write that down and kind of pinpoint for yourself, that will lead you to, you know, whether you have a fear wound, a lack wound, an avoidance wound, or a sabotage wound. And I'll go into what those are. And so your first money memory is how you associate with money, how you associate with finances, how that is imprinted in your brain. 
And so whether you're struggling or not, whether you have certain limitations, it all starts from so that first money memory. And some people's money memories are really bad. Some are really good. And it really depends. So thinking about your first money memory, then you can figure out, like I said, what type of wound you have that you might need to heal. So there's the fear wound. We'll start there. The fear wound is about an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous, bad. And you'll probably hear things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees that you heard or rich people are bad or money is stressful or money can cause problems. Um, Or you might always wonder when the shoe is going to drop, that kind of thing. And then, you know, if you're a business owner, what happens is that You have fear of asking for money or selling your packages or things like that. The next wound is the lack wound. And the lack wound is about money doesn't feel abundant. There's not enough to go around. Hearing things, you know, my favorite thing, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard this, we're broke. We don't have it or you can't have it or another lovely colloquialism. When it rains, it pours or I can only purchase things when it's on sale. And it's so funny thinking about the lack wound, I always think about an episode with Oprah and she talked about money. And this was a long time ago. You might be able to find this on the internet. And she talked about money and she said that she knew every year how much money she made. And at this point in her life, she was a millionaire and she had a lot of money wounds as a millionaire. And she said, she never forgets that she would remember going, I think it was Marshall Fields, that's in Chicago. And she stood in line (laughs) at a cosmetic counter for a free gift set to spend. She had to spend, I think, $100. And she said she stood in line and it didn't occur to her until she got up to pay that she could have just brought like, all of it. She didn't need the free gift set. And she also talks about how there was a point in her life where as soon as she went to the store, she went into the sale item. She never looked at anything that was full price. And mind you, Oprah's a millionaire at this point. And so she talked about that. And that's what the lack wound is about. It's about that money doesn't feel abundant. And in your business, what that shows up is that nothing's really ever good enough. Like you don't rest. It's always a constant hustle, which uh, is is good, bad. But, you know, that's enough. That's for something else. You know, we'll talk about that another place. So that's the lack wound. Then you have the avoidance wound. The avoidance wound is you don't like dealing with money and that you just hope it works out. (laughs) Like you hope for the best. You don't budget or have a financial plan. A lot of people don't like the word budget. I like to say spending plan when I remember. Budget doesn't bother me. Or you just don't want to miss out. So in your business, you don't set up systems for money and you don't have a clear idea of what's going in and out. That's just avoidance. Or you don't look at your checking account. So if you're listening and you don't look at your checking account, you probably have an avoidance wound. And then you have the sabotage wound. The sabotage wound is about feeling guilty for your success, feeling guilty for having more than those around you, downplaying your success, not talking about it, not celebrating yourself. 
not charging enough and not asking for enough when it comes time for the raise. Sabotage wound is wild because you think you're doing well and then you not saying that you're not. It's just a different thing. So each wound has a goal. And so when we talk about the fear wound, the fear wound is for you to get or create a sense of safety for yourself. The lack wound is about creating awareness of abundance. The avoidance wound is about proving that it's easier than it seems to manage your debt, manage your finances, etc. The sabotage wound is about reflecting from a new perspective. And so when you look at all of those wounds, and if you can pinpoint them in that short period of time, that's great. Then we have another layer which is our human design aura types. And then we also have the astrology piece. I probably won't be able to go into the astrology piece here. But for the human design aura types, each aura type has a different way of dealing with money or money wounds that can affect you. And I'll break it down into non-sacral and sacral because they're vastly different. For the sacral individuals, for you generators and manifesting generators, There's a big thing in your mind sometimes when it comes to money that it has to involve labor, that has to involve heavy work, and that can be challenging for you all. And so I always like to tell generators when it comes to money healing is that you need to rest. And this is for generators and manifesting generators. Rest is essential to your success, even though you have sacral energy, that doesn't mean you shouldn't rest. You need to take breaks during your healing journey. Um, Evaluate how far you've come. You need to know what you're doing financially. You need, and this is for everyone, you need to know your numbers, of course. But for generators and manifesting generators, you really do need to have a clear plan of action And that clear plan of action is for your benefit, for the simple fact that you have to know where you're going. So if it's earning $1,000, if it's paying off debt, whatever it is, you need to have a clear plan of action. Another thing, especially for my manifesting generators, is that you don't have to conquer everything at once when you are on this journey. So just remember and know that. For my non-sacrals, the big thing in the human design community, I don't know who said this or why it was said, is that non-sacral people, we shouldn't be working a nine to five and blah, blah, blah. Listen, if you have to work to pay your bills and to take care of yourself and it happens to be in the confines of a nine to five, then you go to work. Okay, not saying that it's not going to be tiring or anything like that, but you go to work. You have to take care of yourself. And so when we talk about non-sacral energy and non-sacral financial healing, it's really important for projectors to make sure that time doesn't equal money. The greatest asset that a projector has, even a reflector, and yeah, even a manifester is your energy. Your energy holds more value than your time. For projectors, especially projectors, we are efficient. And when we get that, I always drill that in, in the heal the wound. Projectors are efficient. 
So we can do things quicker than most, not because we're special or any other BS like that. It's just we're just efficient because the way we see things and we see into people. So time doesn't equal dollars. So you have to separate that for projectors and know that if you love what you're doing and you get into a groove, it doesn't matter if you're doing it from nine to five, one to nine, 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning. Get that out of your mind that you, oh, I can't work a nine to five. No, you have to work at the most efficient, energetic times for yourself. That doesn't mean you can't work. You just also have to do work that you love. For my manifestors, you know, the biggest thing that I like to say from manifestors is that this is why I love manifestors. When it comes to your financial healing journey and money, you just need the belief. Once you have your eyes on something, that's literally all you need. Once you have the goal in mind, it actually is really amazing for the manifester. Like you just like, I'm going to do this. And then you just go. So when you're on your financial healing journey, definitely do that. For reflectors, I would say the biggest thing for reflectors when it comes to your money healing journey is give yourself permission. Don't judge yourself for what you want. Don't judge yourself if it looks different from everything that you've been taught. That's super, super duper important. So those are some tips for the aura types. This episode is sponsored by The School of Betty. The School of Betty is a platform that empowers women plus through transformational money healing to create better relationships with their money, time, and energy so they can lessen stress, build financial freedom, and design a badass life they love. I talked about this on Instagram, but another thing that I wanted to also kind of reiterate is about the fears that come into play when we think about certain centers in our charts. And of course, one of the fear centers is, you know, the lovely spleen that everyone talks about. But the fears are really associated with three different centers, the spleen, solar plex, and the ajna. So we'll just talk about the spleen for a second. And having these particular gates in the spleen, just know that the fears that are associated with the spleen, if you have any of these just keep that in mind as you're on your financial healing journey. So if you have gate 18 and you fear authority and with money, you fear that someone or something may have authority over your money. Gate 28 is about struggle and that gate is going to fear that it doesn't have a purpose. And with money, you might fear that you will never fulfill your financial purpose in life. Gate 32 is about continuity. And it fears that there's not going to be enough money to go around. For gate 50, that's about values. So that gate fears not taking responsibility. Um, and so with money, it's you feel obligated or responsible 
to take care of other people, especially when they're bound to you financially and you feel a a deep sense of obligation to take care of people financially. Gate 44, gate 44 is about the past and with money that you know, talks about repeating the mistakes of the past, repeating things that may have influenced you in the past when it comes to money. For gate 57, which is about intuition, that's about fear of the future. And people who have gate 57 who have money wounds, they're usually afraid to spend money. And they sort of fear that you don't know when you'll need the money. So you kind of hoard on to it sometimes. And then you have gate 48. And gate 48 is about feeling inadequate. And so with money, it's you may fear that you will not be able to learn enough about money in order to make the changes that you need. So you're always going to feel like, oh, do, do I budget? Shouldn't I budget? All of that stuff. So those are some things that you can look at in your chart, especially in the spleen. And then you have two other centers, but that's in-depth information. So just back to healing. And when we're talking about money, ask yourself those questions, especially when or what was your first money memory. If you can pinpoint that and look at the trends of how you deal with money in your life, you will begin to have less anxiety and less fear about conquering these things. You will also be able to understand why you do stuff. And the biggest thing is know your numbers. Know your numbers. You must know your numbers. And that's how much it costs for you to, you know, live, how much it costs for you to thrive, all of that stuff. There's a book that I recommend to damn near everyone. I love this book. It's called The Trance of Scarcity. And it's by Victoria Castle. The link will be in the show notes. But I love, 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 love this book. I buy it for everyone. But one of the titles that she has in a section is Preparing for Struggle Perpetuates Struggle. And she has this, she calls it the circle. Um, You have to read the book to know about what the circle is. And she talks about in the book how whenever, and I'll read this, whenever we constrict the flow of life force by clinching our bodies or by telling ourselves limiting stories, we are practicing separation rather than belonging. And that takes us out of the circle. When we feel stingy, judgmental, defeated, self-righteous, or victimized, we step out of the circle. When we open up and relax, We have stepped into the circle. And when we experience the warmth and delight of being in the flow. So this book is about being one with yourself and knowing that there is enough, that you can have what you want and that you don't have to go through life choosing whether you're going to struggle or not now. Before anybody thinks about any systematic oppressive things, I'm a whole black woman. So I know it all about the system. And that is a real thing. That is something that I have to combat every day. But I also know that I can have a choice to at least 
get my mind thinking differently, to at least have a different perspective about money, about debt, about how I earn. I know that. So I lean into that instead of the stories of my past, you know, of my own lineage and ancestry. And I choose a different path for myself. And that's why this is so passionate for me to healing these wounds. Because one thing that I can say through my own work and what I believe that the Healing the Wound program has helped people do is have less financial anxiety. And when you have less financial anxiety, you feel in control. That is probably the biggest thing that I can say. You feel in control. And that doesn't mean that life doesn't happen. We're not negating that. It just means that you get the choice on how you react to life. So I say all that to say, when we talk about healing your financial trauma, there is, you know, listen to the Untitled podcast. (laughs) Everybody goes back to that. Listen to the beginning of the Untitled podcast because we really need to forgive ourselves There was a lot of shame around my money story, around my money journey. Shoot, there's still a little, there's still a little remnant of shame around some of the things I'm still having to deal with or that I'm overcoming. And first of all, we don't talk about money enough. Let's really have that conversation, especially, you know, for all the men who listen to my podcast. Hey, booze. Hey. Um, But for all the women who listen to my podcast, we don't talk about money enough. We don't have spaces to talk about it, to feel okay with talking about it. We see what other people look like when they have money, but we don't know the truth. And I think when we start leaning into the truth of our stories, leaning into the truth of our past and how we identify and associate with money, it makes things feel less judgmental. We have less shame around it. In last episode, I talked about how I used to pay my rent late every month. You know, that's a part of my story. Is it embarrassing? Yes. But I, like I said, I remember the day when I stopped doing that because I had to forgive myself. I had to change who I was. I had to become a different person to do so and to embrace a different type of life financially that made me feel safe. We also, you know, I talk about the nervous system a lot learning about the nervous system. And I'm currently in another certification about trauma, (laughs) trauma healing and business coaching with trauma. And I'm learning a lot there. And I've also learned so much from my therapist and connecting the dots there in money and how, how, how you show up in money is also to how you show up in love and how you show up with food. Just FYI to everyone, I've learned that over the last year and a half. And it ain't been pretty, but that's okay. We're all on a journey and we're all learning. So I say that to say, if you can ask yourself and figure out the answers to those questions about your money story, about how you deal with money, the goal is going into this new economy or this temporary time with knowledge, with knowing your numbers, with having less financial anxiety. And it's important for me to tell everyone that you don't have to live in struggle. You don't, you can train your body to get out of struggle mode and to get into a mode that feels more successful. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad I'm back doing the podcast. 
and more episodes. I have some news coming up too. Well, just keep on listening. But if you want to join Heal the Wound, we start next week, July 12th. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you have any questions about this, don't hesitate to send me an email. Don't DM me, but send me an email. And if you want to, I have a little PDF that I created for my Money Healer sessions that I did a few weeks ago. And I'm totally cool with sending you the PDF to just help you. It's just a small PDF with recommendations and money mantras. You can definitely send an email on the contact on my website and just put your aura type in there and I'll send you the one for your aura type because they're separate for your aura type. So I hope you enjoyed this and I look forward to the next episode. So until next time, make sure you have a great day filled with good vibes and great energy. Bye-bye. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, The School of Betty. Check them out at theschoolofbetty.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.